I love when things were Marnie, mm. you know? And I was all in. I just couldn't handle me. And you made that worse. You did. Because when I was struggling, you know? You just shut down. I mean, you just fucking walked away. You gave up. I shut down? I gave up? Do you have any idea how hard this has been for me? I have bruises all over my body from the two-hour massages that I need to deal with the stress of your addiction. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We are just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 4, overall Episode 56. This one's titled Painful Evacuation. It is directed by Jesse Peretz, written by Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor. The original air date was March 5th, 2017, to an audience of 571,000 people. 0.571 million. This is a weird one. <laughs> this one felt like it was all over the place and i feel like they, it felt like they were playing catch up from the last episode which didn't answer anything from two episodes ago yeah so it was like all right, we need to like get all of our stories lined up and get ready to set up for like how these characters arcs are gonna transpire over the course of the season you know like what are they gonna yeah aim i just for? I agree. I felt like it was very much all over the place. And it, I, I don't know, there's some dramatic things going on. Like, this is a very, this is a dramatic episode. This episode has a lot of setup and immediate payoffs, you know, mm -hmm. like setups that you don't necessarily see them, what they're going to be about. And then they happen at the end, and you're like, oh, that was setting up this? Like, that doesn't. Yeah. I don't really understand why we decided to do that, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we'll talk about it. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm like, we just finished watching it. So I'm like, all I don't know. I don't have all my thoughts yeah. in a row. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know this one, all those stories kind of weave in and out of each other. Uh, so I don't even really know how to tackle going. Cause we usually do character, breakdown they have their own little arcs and everything but this one there's it's complicated i feel i think we can, we can save hannah for last of course you know because yeah she's uh she's the star and uh she has some good stuff i think we can i think it's really star. like a ray story and a marnie story and ray and marnie yeah. kind of like link up i think the first time we see them is the first time they're together right? yeah so i think we can hit that and then Adam and Jessa have their own little arc. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shoshana's okay. kind of within race thing. So we can go with, yeah, we can go with Jessa and Adam first if you want, and then pick it up at the end of Hannah's thing. Or I think we could do their sure. whole story even with Hannah. We can yeah. include okay. that Hannah thing without like, you know, going too deep into it. All right. Well, then let's get to adam and jess's story then so we start off seeing adam and he is it looks like he's cutting hair and he's wearing like these really tacky jeans and a shiny shirt and uh it's adam acting in a, a movie where he's playing i guess like a mobster or a, a hitman or something yeah some some eastern european gangster of some sort you know that it kind of has that vibe oh yeah yeah yeah. So he's cutting a woman's hair and he's like, I don't know if I can do this, do, do this mission. That was a terrible impression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're no Adam driver. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the lady gives him a gun and, and then the director's like cut. And the director's gripe with Adam is that she doesn't feel any emotion from him when he's saying the lines and then adam's like well i feel like he shouldn't be saying any lines like why is he acting this way why is he bringing up his mother's disease now if he was this is a super dramatic moment so he wouldn't be saying anything and she's basically like oh you're you're a bad actor and then he's like well fuck this i quit and then he just leaves the uh the set um well she says he's a 
great actor, but she's tired of having to deal with these convers these like arguments and debates all the time. Which yeah, which I, I feel like is one of those things that really does happen a ton. Like and, and Adam brought up we both want the same thing, but we just yeah. can't get to it. Um and then I guess like a a producer comes in and she starts speaking in uh a different language. Um yeah. And he's like, this is so rude. Speaking in a different language, no one can understand you. And then he goes over to the actress who's playing uh, the, hair, the the person getting a haircut. He's like, it was a pleasure meeting you. Best of luck with whatever <laughs> whatever they must have talked yeah. about. I think it was their son's graduation. Yeah. Like, and then uh, he's like, I'm out. I'm leaving. And he like storms out of the place, takes off the jacket, says it's itchy, and like throws on the window. You know? <laughs> Typical uh, actor freak out. I just thought about really <laughs> honing his inner Christian male. <laughs> I just thought about this. Uh, the, the there's a Key and Peele sketch about a guy trying to walk out of an interview and he gets tangled up in the wire, the the sound, the mic, the sound mic wire. That's like the lavalier mic, and he can't get out. And I was just thinking, he's walking away. He doesn't take off the mic. He's definitely lobbed up, and he's yeah. and he's wearing the costume, the wardrobe, like. Yeah, him storming away is it, it could be a career ender, maybe if this was a bigger production. I don't know. Like, it's not a good look like his agent yeah. for, for an actor. His agent's going to be pissed. Number one. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's that big of a, a budget film, but we don't know. I mean, they got a bunch of people working on it and it seems like he's one of the main characters, if not the main character. So. Yeah, it seems it's weird how the rest of the episode goes as if that was just like, oh, that's done. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, no, he has to go back and he needs to do this, right? Like, he needs to do something. Yeah, he probably signed a contract. I mean, there's you know, there. one would think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he uh, he leaves. He bails on the film. Uh, then we get to Je go back to like their apartment and Jess is watching a video, I guess, for her therapy classes or something. She's watching some kind of instructional video about sociopaths and they're listing all of the things, the telltale signs of a sociopath. And Jess is like, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, I did that. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that was fun when I did that. <laughs> and then Adam storms in still in costume and she's like, Adam. I think I might have been a child sociopath and I'm fascinating and I should write a paper about me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Just unbelievable Jessa stuff. It's so weird that this is how we get information that she's still taking these classes. She's like, I should write a term yeah. paper on this. And we're like, oh, okay. She's still, she's still doing it. Okay. Cool, yeah, I guess we we were we were questioning that for quite a while. <laughs> we were like, is she still doing that? I think it would be interesting to see her have a session with someone. Yeah, or like in a class talking to a, like a, a counselor that's helping her, mm -hmm. like an advisor or something. Yeah, some kind of evidence aside from watching a YouTube video about sociopaths, or it might not be a YouTube yeah, video, but yeah. It seems like the bare minimum. And this is before Zoom classes with coronavirus. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like a, a lecture or something that she is watching yeah. or something like that. A TED Talk. Yeah. So Adam just kind of disregards that. And he's like, fuck, acting is such bullshit. And you got all these fucking people telling you what to do and where to be. And you don't have any idea how hard it is for me. Like when you're analyzing people, you only have to talk, deal with one person and I have to deal with so many. And then this is where Jessa gets the bright idea to tell Adam to stop having to deal with all those other people and just make your own movie. And then Adam's kind of like, you need to have funds and cameras and sandwiches. <laughs> and Jess is like, ugh, that's such... Such boring nonsense. You uh, look, let's just look up how to make a movie. And then she's like, oh, yeah, there is a lot that goes into this. <laughs> and they both kind of like laugh and chuckle about it. It's so in like they have such a strange dynamic. Yeah. Um. I, I, I have to bring up the moment where he when she says, make your own movie. And it's a shot of him and he's like on his knees and he just growls like a yeah. wild animal. It's 
<laughs> like it's frightening who is this person like who is, like what is adam what is an adam yeah um who was the inspiration for that like, character and have we put them away are they still <laughs> roaming free in the world or are they being studied by a team of scientists <laughs> or is jessa a real life jessa writing a paper about <laughs> <Yeah>. him <laughs> oh yeah it's just insane man just insane yeah so after that they uh kind of are like they're deciding yeah you know what this would be a good idea to make a movie and then adam's kind of walking back and forth like what do we write a movie about we need to write something like that's about the human condition and and something that's real and jess is like you know what's real stories that involve real people that things that really happened and adam's like yeah and then she's like, we should write a movie about us, about our relationship and our relationship with Hannah. And Adam's kind of apprehensive at first. And she's like, think about it. It's the most real story ever. There's people, there's drama, it's romance, it's uh, thrilling. And then Adam's like, yeah, I mean, this is like the realest story that I've ever been through. And then so they kind of uh, decide that they're going to make a movie about their own lives and their relationship and how Hannah kind of folded into it. Yeah. And uh, because they're, because Adam's a film snob, he's like, it's gotta be shot on film. <laughs> and then yeah. Jess was like, it's gotta yeah. be black and white. And he's like, no, that's, that's too much. <laughs> um, yeah. They are dude shooting it on film. He was concerned about funds yeah. <laughs> earlier shooting it on the film. They don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they are talking about this idea and she's jumping on, up and down on the bed like they are coked out of their mind this is like a that's exactly what idea say. and i'm like wait you yes. were just watching a a, a lecture about like child sociopathy and like it's in, like they just jump to this like immediately yeah and it's so weird that their whole life is hannah like that's the yeah, only dude. life story that you have right now is this drama with your ex-girlfriend like that's all that's happened in the year. Um, yep. Yeah. Seems like it. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to bring up when he was talking about, uh, oh, working with people and how you have to like, uh, how how you have to like just be at their call and like there's all these people around. It's the same excuses he was making when he didn't want to be an actor before we realized he really wanted to be an actor. Like he was mm-hmm. saying, oh, I don't care about auditioning and the play, stupid. And he was like, oh, I was just lying to myself, you know? And yeah. now he's kind of saying it again, but now he means it this time. I, he's he's not all there. No, not at all. <laughs> he is. And, and I'll say that his point about not speaking as much in that scene, I could get. And I thought the mm-hmm. director was trying to meet him halfway and saying like, oh, what words don't you want to say? And then he just went, yeah. none of them. And I was like, well you guys got to find a middle ground you know like but yeah i could see him just being a nuisance and like complaining about every single like choice if he like if being a a diva actor yeah especially now that he's been doing it for a little bit you know Mm -hmm. yeah now that he's been on uh whatever sherlock or whatever (laughs) whatever lucy yeah whatever (laughs) fictional show that was yeah (laughs) but yeah i was gonna say the same thing about how it was like this is like a Coke. Like, I feel like we saw this same thing with Jasper and Jessa, where they're like, that's the best idea ever. We should do all of this stuff yeah. when they're on drugs. Yeah. And I'm like, they're completely sober right now. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fairly insane. And then they start making out and everything. And uh, their relationship is wild to me. Yeah. I mean, that fight did nothing but bring them closer together, apparently. So, yeah, Adam was a little bit apprehensive at first about making the film and involving Hannah because, you know, he's very much on the side of like, we don't need to deal with her anymore. But once he decides it, he uh, I guess he and Jessa both make the, I guess, mature adult decision to approach Hannah about it and be like, hey, we want to make sure that you're OK with us making this movie. 
Yeah, uh, they wanted to get the rights from her, like which is like which is like, oh, we're not even there yet, but we just wanted to bring it up. And I was like, wow, I'm thought they would like try to work it a little more before they brought it up to her. Because I, the weirdest thing is we haven't seen them interact. Yeah, the two of them interact with Hannah. We have not seen it. We've seen like Jenny Slate come down the stairs and like laugh with, and that's about it. Like we haven't mm-hmm. seen them in a room together talking and the first time we see it is them like wanting to pitch this idea (laughs) it was so can i be i want to be honest i feel like the adam and jessa relationship whenever i watch it and and see it on screen it feels very claustrophobic to me like whenever i see them together it feels like they're always only in one room and they're trapped in one room together Mm -hmm. yeah and so much of it just is like involving Hannah and then and then Laird now with the baby and we don't we still don't know what happened to Caroline. Yeah, oh yeah, we don't know. Like I was thinking about that when uh because Hannah comes home and then they're waiting for her in the lobby. And I was like, Oh, they're just in the lobby because they're not staying at Laird's place or anything. So I'm like Yeah. Laird's and his nephew is like or his niece is like right behind the door back there. So I don't know. Yeah, it just it their relationship stresses me out just because we've seen how explosive it can be with mm-hmm. the the huge tear down the apartment fight. Yeah. And then it just doesn't seem healthy. Like they they don't it, it's not good. Did you <laughs> like did them you, together is destructive, I feel. Did you think did you think that when uh did you think that Ray was going to come home and they were going to have that idea and Ray was going to be like I'll write it? Because it's brought up like in the middle of this episode that Ray had a failed sitcom script that he wrote. You know, I didn't No, I didn't I, think that that's where that was going. Because there was a line. There's a line later where Ray's like, I'm going to go home wherever that is, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah. he's going to go home and he's going to run into Adam and Jessa and like really be pissed off with them. But they're going to pitch this idea and he's going to be like, I'm going to try and write it. Like I just for some reason, yeah. I was like, maybe that's what Ray's, you know, arc will be or something. That would be interesting. That'd be really out of left field because we had no idea about the because we've seen him with the music. Yeah. Hermie gives him kind of like a talk. He's like, I've been through all this with you. The music, the failed sitcom, the community board, yeah. blah, blah, blah. We never got to see the failed sitcom writing. But I'm saying that this episode has a lot of setup payoff immediately. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I was more I was mainly confused about why Adam and Jessa would feel the need to go up to Hannah and ask her for her blessing to write the movie because she probably didn't do the same when she put them all on blast with her writing stuff and her storytelling. So, like, I would be like, eh, we don't really need to do that. It's an an odd scene because you don't need it. If you lost that scene, you don't really get anything. You you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it was was wild. But uh, that kind of concludes their story for this episode so we'll see what their uh, movie turns out to be i'm i would be i'm very curious to see who they this is what i'm going to predict i'm going to predict that they cast somebody like really like fat and gross to be hannah and hannah's pissed off about it or something oh i do not want this to be a season finale that is us watching (laughs) adam and jessa's movie that they made (laughs) about the show we've just been watching for all these weeks yeah (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't want to do for, boys watching girls watching girls. <laughs> yeah, for a, oh, like a year at this point, yeah. <laughs> going through this. But yeah, uh, I'm predicting that they're gonna they're gonna cast somebody gross to be Hannah, and they're gonna be like, "What? What's the problem?" And Hannah's like, "Are you serious? I I don't look anything like that. No, that's what you think of me." Yeah, I got I got nothing. I I'm kind of hoping this thing just dies. <laughs> like uh ray's sitcom uh speaking of ray shall we get into ray's story for this episode let's do it all right so we start off with seeing uh marnie and ray banging ray's fully naked marnie's got a shirt on she's donald duck in it she's winnie the pooh in it (laughs) because marnie can never have any of her scandalous parts seen Dude, they show us a lot of Ray, man. I've seen a lot more of Ray than I ever thought was the possible. Lengths that they, the lengths that they go to to make sure that Marnie is not like any kind of naked is 
very impressive to me. Yeah. It's like that Austin, it's like the, the opening scene from Austin Powers 2 where he and Elizabeth Hurley, they just keep like holding up things that block their junk. Yeah. It's it's getting to that point. But of course, Ray and Marnie are banging in. It doesn't seem like Marnie's too enthused about it. She uh, is like, hey, let me know when you're about to come because as soon as you come, I'll come and we'll come together. And Ray's like, will you give me a countdown? She's like, uh, sure. Five, four, three, two. And that's when Ray comes. And she's like, you came early. I'm not there yet. And then I, it was just so weird. It's the whole thing. Just this. <laughs> Marnie's the worst this episode. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Um, she's like, like he's banging her from behind over the sink or whatever. And she's just like, oh, yeah, you're so hot. And it's the. And it's just like so robotic and weird. Yeah, and, it's the least convincing. Yeah, and you get the Joe special where she's talking the whole time, and yeah, and then the countdown, and it's like, no, you're not gonna, you don't, you can't. That's not how sex works. You don't just count down the time. It like, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I've never had sex like that. No, that is uh, interesting. Yeah, and yeah, simultaneous like orgasms are like what uh what tv and movies have all the time where everyone mm -hmm. just orgasms at the exact same time and then completely stop <laughs> like yeah. you know and it's just like that's not how it works and you definitely can't schedule it to a a, a time <laughs> a countdown i've read i've read so many articles about uh how you should try to time your orgasm to match your partner's that is so hard. Yeah, I mean, if you if it's it, so if, hard when it lines up, it's great. But like you know, yeah, like but if it doesn't, like as long as you guys can both get it, yeah, I, I don't I, think there should be any complaints. No, like, <laughs> if everybody's getting it, yeah. If you're going for a hundred percent perfection every time, you're just gonna fail. That's very hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what happens after is even more awkward. Uh, Marnie says to Ray after the uh, sex is kind of done and Ray's still kind of inside of her. She says something like, I wish you and I were in the head, in the mouth of a lion's head right now because we could both die together or something. You, it looks like you have the quote written down. I, I almost didn't because I was like, oh, Joe's going to write this down. But then I like I wrote down what I could um, <laughs> before like having to vomit all over myself from the line. <laughs> 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 that's why i was late to this podcast recording i had to clean myself up uh, um, she says i want to die inside the mouth of a lion with you so that we can all die to, so that the two of us can die together and ray rightfully has no react no way of does not know how to react to this at all yeah and then she, she no sells it and then she gets upset with him because she says that's the most romantic thing, and I wish someone would say something like that to me. Yeah, she's like, what I just said to you is poetry. Yeah. And I can't believe that that's your reaction. I wish someone would say that to me. And Ray's like, no, no, I mean, it is poetry. It's just uh, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's more than a little weird. It's all weird. It's It, it didn't even make sense with the way the scene had started. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we still Ray still doesn't know about Desley. Or her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because after after the lion thing, they have kind of a conversation where De where uh, Ray is kind of being like, hey, do you want to like go out and just like get some dumplings or go to a restaurant? I feel like I never see you anymore. Like I'm only here basically to fuck you and you're just been busy. Like you're going to your body booty sculpting classes or you, all, or you have a meditation practice or a massage. Like, what is the deal? Like, I'd just like to go out with you, like, somewhere to a restaurant. And then Marnie's like, well, I've just been really busy, and so I can't do anything tonight. And, you know, I got a meditation thing, and it's just this story is, like, so boring that you wouldn't even want to know where I'm going to be tonight. And then Ray just kind of zones out. 
Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting because normally I thought they would just like cut away or something when she rambles on, but it goes into Ray's face and he's just in the trance of like, what am I listening to? Like he completely yeah. disappears. Like it's an out of body experience that he's having. Yeah, Ray is just completely zoned out, questioning all of his life decisions, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And Marnie's rambling about whether she should get an Uber for something. And then he snaps back into snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. I was hoping that that didn't. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, no, that's coming. (laughs) I knew it. But yeah, he he snaps back and uh, he's just like, what? Uh, Yeah, sure. Get an Uber. And he just looks like the most depressed human being on the face of the planet. (laughs) Yeah, man. Why is he in this? Like, why is he? I don't understand how he was able to be on tour with her and Desley and still keep the relationship together. Mm -hmm. Like, because I'm sure she was like this then, too. It's no. Of course. Marnie's the worst. She's been awful the whole time. Yes. And Ray has stuck around and I don't understand why. (laughs) Because he's he's entranced by her hot bod that no one ever gets to see <laughs> yeah but it's, it's like it's not even like he hates being a booty call like mm-hmm. for some reason you would think sure that seems like the best use of marnie in this situation for him you know like mm-hmm. you do not want to like you really want to sit and eat dumplings with this girl like what the hell are you guys gonna talk about yeah i mean at this point what are they going to talk about she's so far up her own ass yeah. And just believing all of her own bullshit. And then uh, I don't know what's next. Is it Ray in the coffee shop or is it Marnie at therapy? It It is Ray at the coffee shop. Okay. So then the next time we see Ray, he is kind of zoned out at his job. And there's an older black gentleman named Bobby who's telling him a story. He's, cr- about- he's credited as Yapper. no way i saw that on like when i was looking i was like he's credited as yapper and then they call his and then as soon as i read that it was like bobby and i was like wait what he has a name yeah why (laughs) i don't know that's That's how amazon that's how amazon had it so that's awesome that is awesome yeah because his character has has a name name. (laughs) that's so rude yeah But anyway, Bobby's yapping about a uh, a story about it. Basically, sounds like there was a gay underground railroad in New York or something. I never, I never uh, knew about that. No, me neither. We need to talk to Elijah. Ray, find out if he knows about it. <laughs> and Ray is just kind of like, "What are you? What are you talking about? Here, take your coffee. It's nice to see you. Goodbye, Bobby. Goodbye." And then Bobby's kind of like, "Whoa, man, why are you being so? Why are you being like that?" So Bobby walks out, the next customer's in line, and he asks Ray a question about the croissants, and Ray's just like, I don't fucking know, dude. I I, got to bring up a little gripe. The guy asks, are these craisins or raisins or craisins or blueberries or something in the pastry, right? And then Ray's like, I don't fucking know. And I'm just like, Ray, that's like the one thing you have to know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, it's not like that's an absurd question. Yeah, it really is. I think that I mean, I think it was more about like Ray's just is lost in life right now. I feel, yeah, I mean, and he's like, I don't know. I mean, he's in that Marnie path of destruction that she leaves in her yeah. wake. Um, yeah, and, and I'll say this about Bobby Bobby just needs to step to the side so people can get coffee and he can continue talking about the story. That's what coffee shops yeah. are for, <laughs> like, yeah. just step to the side, like, he's holding up the line. If he's not holding up the line, it's fine, you know, yeah. So while the guy's asking about the craisins or blueberries situation, we see Bobby walking in the background. He trips and falls and smashes his face, apparently, or has a heart attack or something. He just he just collapses. Yeah. And then Ray's like, oh, holy shit, Bobby. Yeah. Jumps over the counter, goes outside, and everyone's like, oh, somebody call 911. It's <laughs> a bunch of people. People at Helvetica are concerned about Bobby. Yeah. He's like, yapping man number one fell over. I need to go help. <laughs> the yapper (laughs) not the yapper (laughs) so ridiculous so that i guess that puts ray into like an existential mood 
after he sees Bobby maybe die, collapse, whatever. Yeah, and Ray starts to really get his own story here. <laughs> like, like I was like, wait, this is a Ray a Ray episode? Like, yeah. all right. But before we get to the climax of the Ray episode, we go back to Marnie, and Marnie is at the rehab place with Desi, who is going through some intense rehab because of his oxy addiction. Yeah. She's there with a counselor, and they're trying to, like, talk stuff out. And uh, Marnie basically tells Desi, like, he needs to get back to work and because that'll help him, you know, get better and distract him and put his mind at – give him something to do as opposed to just thinking about doing oxy all the time. Or uh, That's not her motivation. Her motivation is so they can get back to making music. She doesn't give a shit yeah. about Desi getting better. Like, Marnie's the uh, worst yeah. person this episode. Like – the worst and this she's scene a, is she's great she's been the worst person yeah, yeah. i mean all, yeah true but this episode but, really this scene i really liked just because it's about desi's help but man do we get to like really just shine the light on her and flip the mirror around you know yeah because all this time we've been thinking that desi is the worst and desi is kind of the worst yeah desi's the desi's the worst but in this scene i was able to kind of relate to him and be on his side more um, yeah, which I I said that in the last episode, the two episodes ago, where we're going to definitely use this drug addiction to kind of like flip his character around. Like now he has an excuse, mm -hmm. but I like that the excuse wasn't just the drugs, you know? Yeah. And I think it is important, too, that there is like the rehab counselor there with them, mm -hmm. because if it's just Marnie and Desi talking this out, Marnie's going to be like, yeah, whatever, you're an asshole. What do you know? Yeah. And the importance of the counselor being there because Desi basically blames his addiction on Marnie because he feels like she never even saw him as a person. He was just a dick to her mm -hmm. and she didn't. He was there the whole time with her and she never noticed that he was addicted to Oxy yeah. because she's so full of herself. And the counselor is on Desi's side. Yeah. And Marnie is basically just like, oh, Desi, stop. You're full of shit. Are you really going to blame this on me? And then the counselor's like. I mean, he has a valid point. Yeah, <laughs> he has I mean, some like some for, points. Like Desi flips out when when she comes in and says, "He need you need to get back to work." And I think you've had enough. And he's like, "Are you hearing this? Are you yeah. hearing this?" And he looks like, "Yeah, like don't be an enabler for his addiction." Um, and then yeah. later, she, I mean, later she mentions that. Well, he he goes on, and I like that he brought up like, "Hey, I'm the only person that saw you for who you were." While your friends were making fun of your music and your poetry and being lame Marnie. I saw Marnie mm -hmm. for who you were. I liked Marnie for Marnie. I didn't like myself. That's why I was doing the drugs. But you only saw me as a dick and a person that could help you get your music made. And you didn't care. And you, that's why you yeah. didn't notice because you're so like self-involved. Which it was the most truth bomb moment. Which echoes back to what uh, Hannah's character said two episodes ago. And it's like you. it's hard for you to see a person's flaws when you're so busy, like so self-involved with yourself, you know? And yeah. that's like a hundred percent. And then Marnie goes on to make it worse by saying, Oh, you should, you think you have it bad. I, my body is covered in bruises from the massages I've had to get because of your addiction. And <laughs> Desley and the mediator, the therapist are like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. You just made his problem about you. Like you just, and it's also like her problem is that she's been getting too many massages. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> when that line came, I wrote that down. I was like, "Geez, Marnie, you are the worst." Yeah, when she said that, I was like, "Who is going to sympathize with the woman that's getting multiple hour long to two hour long massages?" Yeah, while Desi has the chills and is going through withdrawals. Yeah, still wearing holy sweaters. Yeah. God. I, I mean, they're doing a good job of making Desi look rough. Yeah, yeah. He's not looking good, man. No. <laughs> but he's making more sense. He's 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 yeah. lucid in the brain, you know. Yeah, and I know that you know I said it earlier that it's important to have the therapist there, but I think that Marnie would also write off the therapist, be like, ah, oh, whatever. He what does he know? He doesn't know shit. Yeah, I wish we would have gotten a, one more scene with her after this because this is her last scene. Yeah, because um, then we go back to Ray, yeah. which is the far more important and <laughs> crazy story. It's crazy, but I'd rather f see Marnie's journey than, yeah. than Ray's journey. Um, yeah, at this point, I would rather, because 
people have been saying this kind of stuff to Marnie f- the whole series, yeah. and she's just never learned. No, like nobody learns anything in this and, show, and that's that's fine. Uh, it just seems like now we're running out of time for. Her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I and I don't think I don't think any of this landed. You know, it didn't seem like this landed with Marnie. Yeah, no, because I feel like it, by the end of the scene, she's still like rolling her eyes. Yeah. Being like, eh, whatever, you guys are all stupid. Yeah, I'm I'm writing Marnie off as a lost cause. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. She's going to reside in the basement of, of the likability rankings maybe, from here on out. Maybe probably. she'll do some drugs and get rehab right at like the second to last episode and completely redeem herself. Like the whole time she's uh, been on, uh, <laughs> she's been like uh, huffing glue or something and we haven't noticed. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> just, just a complete 180. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if she had the like the pill popper addiction yeah, type like thing. eating disorder, pill popper addiction, something like that. Yeah, I could see. But yeah, that you would have you would need to introduce that before uh, the last seven episodes, I would think. <laughs> so uh, getting back to Ray, uh, he's uh, in the coffee shop with Hermie. Colin Quinn, and he's still kind of rattled by the death uh, or collapsing. I don't know if he died, but I'm going to just assume that he died. The death of Bobby. And he's kind of like, man, that's crazy. I was just talking to him about Ed Koch and this gay railroad thing. And now he's just dead. He's gone, man. Like, it made me think about a lot of stuff. And then Hermie is kind of like, yeah, man, you really need to think about a lot of stuff. Like, your priorities are fucked up. You're back to dating chicks with six packs and like I've been with you through all this stuff and you're wasting your potential. He mentions the music, the failed sitcom, the uh, community board, which we now know he only went to for three months and then he just kind of stopped going. Yeah. How does that even work? Cause it seems like he was campaigning for longer than three months. <laughs> yeah. He was like an elected official and then he just kind of stopped. Well, I guess once you to leave go to go on tour, yeah, once you leave to go on tour, then it's a wrap. Yeah. So he's done with that. Wait, I, didn't you? Th- I thought he was still on the board. I thought we were getting him on the board when the when Bobby started talking to him about stuff. When that's kind of what I thought. I thought too. that's what that was going to be, but apparently not. Yeah. I thought it was one of those things like Jessa's mm-hmm. therapy stuff, yeah. where it's just like it's happening in the background, but it's not that fun to show. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But no, he apparently quit after three months. I really thought that was going to be his calling, man. I thought Shoshana. Me too. You know, we need Shoshana to say something about that rather than Hermes and stuff. Because Shoshana worked really hard to get him in that role. And she's the one that talks him into it. So for him to quit that, she should have taken that personally. I mean, as soon as he became the community board thing, my prediction was like, oh, maybe he's going to get more into doing politics. And he's going to become mayor of New York or whatever. Or, you know, like a state senator. I don't know. Something... I just feel Not like that's what, a way to get Shoshana into the story who's been sidelined oddly yeah. in this one. Yeah, so basically Hermes is just like, yo, your priorities are fucked up. You really got to get your shit together. And then Ray's like, what the fuck do you know? I, I'm leaving. Fuck you. And then he storms off. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So then he goes over to Shoshana's to be like... Hermie was telling me that uh, my priorities aren't right. And what the fuck does he know? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. And then Shoshana's like, well, maybe maybe he has a point. Maybe he uh, wants you to have a better life. And he's like, well, I could end up like him. Or or she said something like, he's worried that you're going to end up like him. And he's like, well, what would be so bad about ending up like him? He owns his own business. He's married. uh, He's got the wisdom of a thousand fortune cookies. (laughs) and as he's saying that i was like yeah i mean that's not the worst life like he owns a business like he's killing it yeah i don't know where this wife of his is though yeah we've never seen her yeah and And especially at the end when we're like (laughs) yeah i'm really confused about that yeah um but uh so yeah he's like what would be so bad about ending up like hermy and then shoshana basically is like well hermy basically wants you to have a better life than him. He sees that you have more potential than him and he wants you to use it. And then Ray's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and for me, I don't know what that is. 
Because Hermes is also the one that said, don't go back to college. I'm going to let you manage this new coffee shop. Like that was Hermes handout. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what the next, is it just relationship stuff that Ray needs to figure out? Because maybe he thought that it was going to be like Ray's was going to be the next Starbucks or something. Like he's going to start a coffee empire. Or like spin off into some other, or at least like do something other than go on tour with a terrible band and follow yeah. a girl around the country. And that's a good point. Yeah, that's a that's a valid point. He did he did try the coffee truck thing. Yeah, and then but uh, we all know how that ended up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunate blowjob car accident. Yeah, you know those 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 take down so many of the coffee truck. I enough. know we've all been there, yeah. getting a forced blowjob car accident. <laughs> <laughs> There's, you read that that's business 101 right there that's the first thing they teach yeah. you yeah so anyway then ray is like you know what i'm gonna go apologize to Hermie. i feel bad for storming off and you know basically telling him to go fuck himself and then that's it for shoshana oh no 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 before all this before all this he says he's gonna go apologize to Hermie, and then he's going to make something of himself he's going to do something that people will never forget and then shoshana's like ray are you about to go kill yourself <laughs> and ray's like what no i'm not going to kill myself are you going to kill yourself and she's like no but it just sounded like you know with your whole i'm going to do something to make people remember me or th that they'll never forget like i thought that it sounded more like like a, a shooting instead of killing himself yeah i did not get suicide at all from his excitement and everything that he was doing and i love the the shot he like walks out of frame and then like comes back <laughs> and is like shoshana what what was what was that about yeah. and he's like we're gonna talk about this later and she's like no we don't have to and yeah and she's like oh this took a dark turn and i'm like you made it dark it yeah you made it the darkness yeah and this show loves to like do the suicide references which I brought up a bunch of oh, times, yeah. but that one came out of like left field. Like, I, I mean, yeah, the, for that, I thought like suicide is not the thing that happens after somebody says something like that. For me, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, that seems like, you know, a school shooter, like manifesto yeah, thing. Yeah. And that's just like specifically just the wording, but like what he's talking about is like, oh yeah, I'm going to apologize to my friend and try to make something better of myself. Like that's the underlying meaning of that. Yeah. And I didn't get like, oh, he's like so pumped up that he's going to kill himself. Like that, like that. <laughs> that's, I'm going to go make something of myself by killing myself. That's like Jess and Adam <laughs> jumping up on a bed talking about their movie. And they're being like, okay, yeah. so we should just kill ourselves now? Like, no. <laughs> that wasn't the energy of the, the conversation. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Ray walks on over to Hermie's apartment. And he's knocking on the door. He's... He's ringing the doorbell. He's like, Hermie, Ray's here. And as soon as he, Hermie didn't answer after the second knock, I knew where this was going. Yep. Uh, we finally got a payoff from like season one, maybe. Two, yeah, maybe. One or two. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. So Ray's banging on the door. No one's answering. And he's like, all right, well, I'm coming in. He has keys to Hermie's apartment for some reason. He comes in. He's like, Hermie. Hermie, he's looking all around the apartment. Hermie, where's where's Hermie's wife? Hermie, where's Hermie's kids? Hermie. <laughs> yeah. He finally comes into another room and he sees Hermie laying down. He's like, oh, Hermie's asleep. Let me wake him up. Shakes him. Hermie. Shakes him again. Hermie. They start violently shaking him like, oh, no, Hermie. Hermie. Hermie's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. It's weird because one, like you, you see it coming, you, you see it mm -hmm. coming when he shows up and he walks in and he's talking. You're like, okay, I've I've seen movies and TV shows. I know what's happening here. It's weird how this comes after the Hannah story, or like right, mm -hmm. like not after the Hannah story, but after like a, a big reveal of the Hannah story. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, now I'm like, I don't know if I can. The weight of Hermes' death is not the the my main focus right now. You know, hmm. like I was still reeling from that really big news that we're going to get to. Um, yeah. And I and also 
this is that instant uh, payoff that I'm talking about. Like we just saw a guy walk outside the coffee shop and possibly die. And then yeah. three scenes later, Hermes is dead. You know? Yeah, and then also Shoshana being like, oh, you're going to kill yourself? Yeah, it's like hats on hats on hats, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. But I, I see. Do you do you think that Hermie killed himself or you oh, think no, that he, he just is just dead? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, no, it's no way he's, he killed himself in that position. <laughs> like <laughs> take pills. Yeah, yeah, I guess he could take pills, but I think you'd be more slumped. It looked like his head, his like, it looked like he was watching TV, like legit. He could have had uh, Jessa administer some pills to him, like that lady that was about to kill her. But yeah, Hermes been talking about how he hasn't had, he doesn't have much time left since like season one or yeah. two. Yeah, and we never realize or understand what his disease is or what's wrong with him. But he's got movie. He's been on the brink of. Death. He hasn't even had movie cough. You know, we haven't even yeah. seen him like cough into a, a, a rag and it's like a little <laughs> red spot <Little> blood yeah <laughs> um yeah he he's been just like ready to die for four seasons now and he was still kicking until yeah today if ray didn't make him close up the coffee shop he probably wouldn't have been so stressed <laughs> out they had some employees um yeah i i'm curious to see how shoshana takes this because we ended a season with her dancing with hermes yeah so like She's she's had like a lot of season finales with him, you know. Yeah, and they, she just did the whole rebrand of mm-hmm. the thing where it's like the anti hipster coffee shop. Yeah, which uh, I don't know, man. So yeah, Hermes dead, and that's it. We kind of and that's that's the episode ender. We kind of have a zoom out on Ray where he's looking like, oh my god, is that the episode ender? Is that what? We oh end wait, no, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. You're that's right. what I'm saying. It's You're like right. it has two. That's why I was getting confused. There's like two of those in this one episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It does end with Hannah, yeah. which I guess we should get to now. What if we don't talk about Hannah? Yeah. It just ended up episode early. All right, you guys. figure it out what happened uh, to Hannah. The next episode is called. So the episode starts out with Hannah interviewing a woman who moved to New York to be a writer, but ended up being a sex worker or something, a sex worker slash writer. And she's basically talking about how hard it is to be a writer and uh, how much harder it is to be a woman who is a writer. And I don't know. I didn't really understand the point of this scene. Um, I mean, they set it up later too. Um, This this woman is played by Tracy Allman, who, mm-hmm. uh, fun fact, the Simpsons debuted on the Tracy Allman show. She had a sketch variety show and that's where yeah. the simpsons debuted so she it comes in hot and i wasn't really sure what to take i wasn't even sure like oh is this an interview is she meeting with someone like i wasn't even sure what was happening yeah initially. I, I wasn't either because uh tracy ellman's going 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 i think her name's ode or something um and she's like an older woman she's got cats everywhere she's talking about like Oh, writing this and that and that. And the big takeaway from this one is that she's like, oh, it's hard being a writer and a woman. Um, and it's uh, and then it ends up landing on childless, like being childless is the natural state of a female writer, like not having kids yeah. is the natural state of a female writer, which um, works for the episode, I guess, but it's not. I wouldn't say that's true yeah. at all. Well, it seems um, like Tracy Ullman's got a couple of screws loose as well. Exactly, exactly. She's theorizing about, you know, how men who are writers, they always have this insatiable ambition. And it's always thought that female writers need to be the same as men, but it's not true. And she's saying that men writers always need to be on. They always need to be working. They always need to be doing something. But she's saying it seems like she's making the point that like women – don't need to be like that. They can take breaks and they know how to, I guess, well, well, schedule their time well, or something. Hannah was struggling with like, oh, she was like, I thought if I made it as a writer and everything became successful, the rest of the stuff would all fall into place. You know, mm-hmm. like if I succeeded this thing, then everything will line up. And Tracy Ellman's character is like, can you even imagine that? Like that, you can you even imagine what that would look like? And like Hannah can't yeah. really. And like I felt yeah. that because I'm going through my own little writing woes with this project I'm working on. So I was just like, eh, yeah, I can, I can see this. I can get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I wasn't sure if Hannah was writing a story or 
just meeting with someone to talk about writing first. Well, I thought that she is writing a story because she has a notebook yeah. with her and she's writing stuff down. Yeah. No, she's definitely um, writing a story because she mentions deadline later to her mom. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, well, the next scene that we see, Hannah, is there anything else to glean from that no. scene? So the next scene that she is in, she's sitting on a turtle at taking a pee she's having a hard time because it's painful pee and elijah's in the bathroom with her taking a shower yeah and this is where we get our title our title uh payoff yeah because uh, hannah's having some painful evacuations you were half right you were <laughs> you yeah. were half right i said poop yep it's a pee yep uh hannah's got a uti and Elijah's like, why don't you just go to the hospital and whatever? And I don't know. It seems like Hannah gets UTIs very often, according to Hannah. She's like, no, this happens all the time. Well, he's she's like, oh, it's not from sex. It's from wearing wet underwear for three days in a row. And, <laughs> yeah. and Elijah's just like ass out showering while she's on the toilet. And he's just like, you're gross. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Is... <laughs> like... I don't know, like, Adam and Jess's relationship makes you a little little uncomfortable. This relationship is starting to... It was fun for a yeah. while, but now it's getting too... I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't... Like, I know that... How did Fran... How did are, Fran live there? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. Come on, man. Yeah, that is... That is wild. Yeah. I... I know that women have relationships like that where they'll like, you know, they'll pee and someone else is in the shower and they see each other naked I mean, that's all how, the time. That's but... how the first episode of this show started with Marnie. Marnie wakes up in bed with Hannah and then they're in the shower and bathtub together. Yeah. But do women have that same relationship with gay men, do you think? Mm, I I mean, I wouldn't know personally or not. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they can. I'm sure relationships like this happen. Like I'm not, I wouldn't say that every one of them is like this. I'm, I wouldn't put this in like a bucket, you know? Yeah. This isn't a trope. Do you think? Right? No, this is just, is this it? is just Elijah and Hannah. That's what I'm chalking it up to. And I'm sure there's like other people that have friends like this, that they're close with that are of opposite sex. But yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have a relationship like this, email in, let us know, Boys Watching Girls Podcast at Gmail, or DM us, Boys Watching Girls Podcast on Instagram. Uh, yeah, but I was, I, I was like, do people actually do this? Like, it was, it was so bizarre to me to see Elijah just naked and like making fun of her while she's taking a pee and like having a real hard time with it. And did she ask, can you tickle? Like, one, she asked for it, like, for painkillers. And he's like, ooh, if you asked me two hours ago, I could have helped you. And then she's like, can you tickle my back at least? And he's like, mm, nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel like they're just letting Elijah and Andrew Randall just go go ham on this yeah. role. They're like, do what you want, man. <laughs> so then eventually Hannah's having such a hard time that she calls her mom. And her mom is doing some kind of like, she calls it her Tracy I don't know what she it's called like it. It's like video. Jazzer, it's like Jazzercise or Zumba, but not really a lot of movement. Yeah, it it it's like a workout tape for old people. It seems like, and she's but she got it from Hannah. Well, I mean, where do you think Hannah got it? Hannah probably got it at like a thrift store in the VHS section. <laughs> and Hannah like obviously doesn't use it because while her mom is talking about like, yeah, I'm doing the Tracy. Hannah's like, oh, yeah, I'll need to get that back from you whenever my knee heals. It's like, <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> I love her, like, phony excuses to not work out. It's great. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. But uh, she FaceTimes her mom, and she's like, Mom, I'm having some blood in my pee again. Like, something's up. And her mom's like, well, let me see. And then Hannah just takes her phone, shoves it between her legs, and shows her mom the, the crime scene. <laughs> like... For me, I think just saying that would be enough. I don't. Yes. I don't think I would need you to send visual proof. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's also like logistically, you wouldn't be able to see anything. It'd be too dark. Yeah. I mean, it would. It makes no sense, and there's nothing the mom could do from a, from getting that picture. She's not a medical yeah. professional. You have to yeah. go, and like that's when Hannah says, "Oh, I don't want to go." 
to the ER because I got this deadline. And the mom's like, yeah. go to the ER. Yeah. You're about to be dead line. Yeah. I mean, if it was a, a, enough that you decided to call her and send a picture, you're concerned yeah. enough, you know. So eventually Hannah does make the trip to the ER and lo and behold, the biggest shocker in girls history. She's sitting on the gurney and waiting for the doctor to arrive and she opens the curtain. Who is it? But Josh, a.k.a. Nope. Patrick Wilson. Nope. Joshua. Oh, Joshua. Get it right. Joshua. Get oh, it I right. made the same mistake that Get Hannah. It right. I'm so sorry, Joshua. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I said Josh because that's his character's name in Insidious as well. Oh, no. But in this one, it's Joshua. Yeah. I'm sorry. A.k.a. Patrick Wilson. A.k.a. The man from one man's trash. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah goes, oh, shit. And Joshua goes, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it, I was like, this is kind of amazing. It was fantastic. A fantastic moment. Because there's so many characters that come in and out of this series mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, we'll never see that person again. Yeah. But when you get the surprise of Patrick Wilson being back, yeah. amazing. And this is why, because the Hermes dying scene happens after this scene, and it's so hard to focus on that when you just had this one bombshell, and then we're about to get yeah. another one. Yeah, so Hannah's, he, Joshua's like, oh, well, how have you been? What's been going on? She's like, oh, you know, just writing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think I got a UTI, so if you could just give me some painkillers or Oxycontin if you're feeling fancy. And he's like, well, you definitely do have a UTI. Uh, and there was blood in your stool or in your urine or whatever. And uh, it also could be because you're pregnant. And she's like, what? yeah it was, he's like you know that you're you know that you're pregnant right and she's like i do now yeah he says like uh you know like be more careful you know because you're also pregnant you know and she's like yeah. completely completely shocked by this i was shocked by this because i was just trying to rack my brain through the rolodex and be like who has she been with yeah same as soon as she said like i'm pregnant i was like who could it be yeah and there's only been one person, and that's who she is like, yeah, this is who it probably is. Oh and he's God. like, you know the father. She says, uh, Joshua's like, you know the father? And she's like, it's a, a wakeboard surfer instructor, and I'll probably never see him again. So I don't think that he knows, and I don't think he ever will know. Well, And then Joshua. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think we'd ever see this guy again, the wake, the surf guy. Yeah, um, who they seem to have like a really lovely time together um, oh, on yeah. that vacation high. Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that was a big one. So then Joshua leans in and kind of gives her a hug. And she's like, I don't feel like a hug is really appropriate at this moment. And he's like, OK, well, I just want to let you know if you want to get an abortion, if I don't know what your money situation is, but if you need the money, I'll, I can help you out. And I can refer you to a really well-respected doctor. And she stands up, grabs her back, and she's like, who said I want an abortion? And then she storms off. I had I had two thoughts with this. One, when he first started saying it, I was like, wow, he's still trying to be helpful to this person after how their relationship yeah. ended. And then, yes. and then the second one was, why did you immediately jump to abortion? Like, <laughs> like... You know, you don't like you could be like, hey, if you need anything, um, any medical assistance, like, let me know. I can help you out. Like you can like kind of like maybe hint at if this is what you want to do, I will help you figure out a way to do it. But you don't just yeah. assume, oh, you found out you're pregnant. OK, so you want me to just get that out of you right now or <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a much more tactful way to be like, well, I can refer you to a really good OBGYN. Yeah. Or if you want to go this other route, I know people that can help you as well. Yeah, because that would but be he the just first goes step. Like, yeah, you want to get. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he just jumps to like, oh, you want to get that shit out of yeah. here. <laughs> he just fires up a vacuum cleaner. He's just like, all right, let's. <laughs> oh, my God. 
like, 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 I mean, that's that's how crude it is. That's how crude it is for him to bring it up. She just found out like a second ago. Yeah, yeah. So, and another thing, the opening scene, the lady's talking about writing, but she mentions not having a child is the best way to. It's a natural state for a female writer, right? And then Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode, we get the payoff of now Mm -hmm. she's pregnant, and I was just like. That's what that opening scene was setting up? Because, yeah. like, I don't need that opening scene to set this up. Honestly, I completely forgot about the opening scene by the time we were at this point in the episode. And the only reason I remembered it is because I wrote it down for notes for this podcast. But that opening scene, like, I guess it was setting it up. I mean, she clearly but... states, like, that's the one time when she sits on the couch and she states it, like, very slowly. Like, most of the stuff she's yeah. saying is really fast. But she states that, and I was just because I remember writing that down, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And I wasn't thinking, oh, she said that it's gonna pay off this way. But then when it pays yeah. off, you're like, really? All right. <laughs> like I'm so like a guy dropping dead outside of a coffee shop. Then Hermes dies, and then this lady mentions pregnant. being pregnant. Now Han is pregnant. And it's like, all right. They're jamming all the drama they can into one episode. Yeah, the double endings. It felt like two. I don't know. Maybe if this was an hour-long show, you could get away with it a little bit, space it out. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I couldn't deal with Hermes and Ray's trauma after like seeing Joshua and learning that she was pregnant. Yeah, like, it was a lot. So, so she's in shock. Obviously, she leaves the hospital and kind of you know in shock, and you know it's the blurry, soft uh, focus on going on, and she's like, "Oh, what am I doing?" She gets home, and that's where Adam and Jessa approach her about the movie. She's like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. And then she goes into her apartment, and Elijah's there, and she's like, what happened to the party? I thought you were going to a party. And he's like, oh, it was lame. It was a bunch of old gays, and it was lame. He's just sitting in his underwear eating pizza. Uh, He's in uh, his tidy blueies this time. Yeah. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) A little something for the walkie man. Yeah. Joe's fashion corner, good undies. <laughs> so then Hannah comes and sits down. He's like, "Well, did you go to the ER? Did you go to the ER?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she's still kind of visibly like in pain or scratching her belly or something. He's like, "Did they give you anything for the pain?" She's like, "No." He's like, "Those heartless bastards, come here." And she lays down on his lap and he starts petting her head and. She's just kind of looking forward like, oh, God, what the fuck am I getting myself into this time? Do you think the rest of the season will be her tracking down Surf Dude? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I feel like isn't he in like Aruba now or uh, Kilimanjaro with his girlfriend? Yeah, but he's not going to be there for for nine months. Yeah. You never How much know. time has passed? I have no idea. Yeah, because Adam Adam makes a mention of while they're asking Hannah about whether they can make the movie or not, if they can have her consent to make the movie. They're like, this has been a relationship that's been festering for years. Uh, And I know that he's alluding to both he and Hannah's relationship and he and Jess's relationship. Yeah, but it kind of makes it seem like he and Jess have been together for at least a year at this point. No, I mean, even if they had we we start this season it might have been a jump because she doesn't go to the surf camp till after so they've been together yeah. throughout the whole between of the season so it could have been a year but like it's not her at surf camp wasn't a year ago you know like it wasn't like like I, i'm yeah. just trying to figure out what time frame from that first episode to now but there's no real markers to indicate I would yeah, say less than no a month. Con- probably less have, than a month, obviously. I have no concept of time with this show. I have none. How early on in a pregnancy can you find out that you're pregnant? Um, Ladies? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know the test you have to run to figure that out. I mean, I'm sure they just had yeah. a pee on a stick for the UTI thing. So I'm sure that mm-hmm. just comes up on the marker. Yeah. And I would assume it's been like a month because otherwise maybe I don't know. The way Hannah treats herself with like wearing wet underwear for multiple days, like who knows if she like missed her period and didn't know, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
but a lot of bombshells. Hermie's dead. Bobby the Yapper's dead. Hannah's pregnant. Adam and Jessa are making a movie. Shoshana is doing something. <laughs> what was she doing she's in doing, that scene? She's doing arts and crafts <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> We've seen her two episodes ago having a complete breakdown. She obviously hasn't yeah. told Ray about uh, Marnie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Marnie is uh, to blame for Desi's drug addiction. Marnie's Marnie's been ruining lives, man. Like, look at the look at the people that have come through. Like, Charlie's a mess. Ray's do you falling think that apart. Ray is? Do you think that Ray's going to stand up to her at a certain point? Yeah, I think that shot of him zoning out was the breaking point for him. Yeah, where I I think that he needs to him seeing Hermie die is like him being like, oh, I really do need to reprioritize some things unless it pushes him to be like let's make a pushes him deeper into marnie and being like if you were here maybe i wouldn't have died because who knows where Hermes' wife is like we don't know anything about this late it looked like a bachelor's place to me so yeah there's no way maybe he made up that he had a wife <laughs> just <laughs> we've convinced ray Hermes isn't even his real name <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's the episode, everybody. That is Painful Evacuation. you have any final thoughts on it, Vance? No. No, I think we covered it all. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we did it rather well, rather succinctly. And, uh, yeah, we have another episode coming up that is titled Gummies. What do you think that's about? Uh, Vitamins? Prenatal vitamins. Nailed it. Oh, yeah? That's I think... I think it's going to be somebody takes weed gummies and trips. See, you normally call those edibles, you know. So that's why I would think. I don't know. I'm going to say prenatal gummies because Hannah hates taking vitamins. I'm sure. Okay. So okay, these are like candy. All right. Well, we've got, we've got two varying di- different uh, predictions. So this is going to be exciting to find out who's right. I can't wait to find out the third option. Yeah, it's going to be like somebody lost all of their teeth and, and they, they started calling them gummy. They're like, <laughs> bullshit. Have you ever gotten a blowjob from someone with no teeth? Yeah, that's... <laughs> we call it gummies. Like, it, it's something <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for the next episode, Gummies. Uh, follow us on social media, Boys Watching Girls Podcast on Instagram. And uh, if you have any questions or suggestions... Uh, or just want to email in, say that uh, you appreciate the show. That is boyswatchinggirlspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Later. <sighs> I want to die inside the mouth of a lion with you. And that way we can be together forever. Even in the moment of our own death, your death and my death, right?